Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Sis. I'm Sis, a.k.a. Allie. I'm Dad. A.k.a. Tony. Welcome to the outside Chick-fil-A patio this morning. In the summer heat. It's, it's, and I'm wearing a sweatshirt and leggings. Wearing, why are you wearing a sweatshirt and leggings? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's because we're going to a movie here. later and you're wanting to be prepared. Yep. Very excited. Today's the first day of June 2019, officially my birthday month. How old are you going to be? Um, older than um, I was last year. <laughs> five, six. I'm just hitting my stride, too. At least I think it's five, six. Yeah, it's five, six. This is when I'm you're just coming now, alive. I'm, kind of, I'm just now figuring this thing out. Really living? I know it. The good news is I got about another 50 years to go, so I've spent the first 50 trying to figure it out, and then I'm thinking that the last 50, I should get it right. Oh, it's our babies coming in. Coming in. I love it. I know it. So it's been a um, it's been a busy week this week. It was a short week for us. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. Look at that little baby. That baby (laughs) looking cute. So, I love eating outside, by the way. I feel like we see more people. Well, you definitely see more people. Well, they definitely stop and talk to us when we eat outside. What are y'all doing? That's, yeah. that's, our, that's the favorite question. We need a big sign so people can see us from the road. I think school's out, too, because oh, it's much quieter it across the street at SMU. So, I think they had all their graduations. Although, last week, it was a big graduation week. A lot of high schools graduated. A lot of colleges had their graduation. But we had major storms in Dallas, and a lot of those graduations were moved, mm-hmm. postponed. I had one of those days from a high-low standpoint. One of my lows ended up being a high. I was in Detroit working with one of our teams. Got a text message the night before from American Airlines. Your 3 o'clock flight tomorrow has been canceled. Oh, they that. they anticipated the bad weather and canceled the 3 o'clock. And so at 11 o'clock that night, I put myself on the standby for the earlier flight mm-hmm. that leaves at 11. So I'm number one on the standby list, no problem. Sure enough, um, I get the official notice that it cancels. We're rebooking you. I'm like, I'm golden. I have our, I'm already on this list. I'm, I'm going to be okay. So I called Natalie, and I said, hey, you probably saw this. They're, they're going to rebook me. Um, just keep an eye on it. And so at 11 o'clock, I'm heading to the airport. I get a text message in the back of my Uber. Your 11 o'clock flight's been canceled. So American Airlines taps out. Natalie calls me instantly. I put you on a Southwest Airlines flight. Southwest Airlines leaves at 1140. So I'm still heading to the airport. I'm right on time. Southwest Airlines, they're a different airport now. Granted, DFW versus mm-hmm. LaField. Southwest Airlines, they're like, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> we take off. We're going. I got I, my A-list card in the mail You did get week. your A-list card? Mm-hmm. And so my A-list got me on in the A group. I had a seat up close front. I had an empty seat next to me. I'm like, you know what? This is working out pretty good. I'm going to get home. Now, my car was in the wrong airport. Yeah, that's right. But I called Mama, and she said, I'll come get you. We'll go get your car. No worries. We're flying in, and it's a three-hour flight from Detroit mm-hmm. to Dallas. We're flying in, and all of a sudden, you feel that big turn. Uh. And if you've flown enough, you know the big turn is never good. 
and the pilot comes on and he says, well, the storms are coming through and they're just going to have us take a loop and hold here for 15 minutes and then we're going to go hold in. Hold in the air? Yeah, you just make a big loop oh, in the gosh. air. You just make a big circle in the air. And I'm watching it on the um, flight tracker mm-hmm. and we're somewhere over Arkansas, right? And it's so funny. We just make this loop. We just make this oh, circle on the air. And then we start to head. He says, all right, they released this. And we start to head back to Dallas. And 10 minutes, sis, 10 minutes later, pilot comes back on. And he says, well, these storms are not moving fast enough. So, and he pauses, they're going to send us to San Antonio. And Which I'm is like, so weird why you would go so far. far. Well, I figured out why. Because I asked the same thing. We flew right over Austin. Yeah. I know, which is much closer. Yeah. I figured out why. Because the Southwest Airlines flight I was on mm-hmm. was supposed to go Detroit, Dallas, Dallas, San Antonio. Um. And so the delay, by the time we circled and delayed and flew, we ended up getting to San Antonio at the original time that flight was supposed to get there. So I bet all the people... Well, they canceled that flight. So they put all those San Antonio people, because the flights going back to Dallas were starting to get walky and everything... They cancel, apparently they canceled that flight, they stuck those people on a different flight, and then they just repurposed our flight to be the San Antonio-Dallas flight. Mm. So we land, pilot comes on, hey, look, we're just going to get some fuel, we're going to take you to the gate. Gate agent comes on and says, um, all right, we're going to take off in an hour at 4.30. This is 3.20 we land. We're going to take off at 4.30, don't go far. Um, we're, we're just going to take on some fuel. We're going to get you guys right back to Dallas. It's 39 minute flight yeah, from San Antonio to Dallas. And so I'm texting Natalie this whole time going, all right. As when we diverted, I texted her from the air, book me a car. Mm-hmm. And we're going back and forth. And I said, oh, they just made an announcement. We're going to land, take on fuel and take back off. She says, you want me to hold the car? I said, History tells me I should hold the car, but it's a 50-50 because it's a five-hour drive home. Mm-hmm. So you got to do the math. If we land at 3.30, take off at 4.30, 30 minutes I'm home, I'm home at 5 o'clock. That's still a good deal. Yeah. That's still a good deal. If we land at 3.30 and I start to drive, I'm home at 8.30. Yeah. So I'm like, they land, we get off, they said, hey, weather's clearing up we're getting you guys right back out i texted natalie cancel the car they're sending us right back home i'm gonna be home at five o'clock the day's not a loss i go down grab something to eat get back on the plane Eight o'clock still isn't a whole total loss get it's back before bedtime. get back on the plane they load us all up people are still kind of semi half the plane was going to a graduation party too uh-huh. i know it all the people around me are talking about grad you know grandpabies graduating and everything <laughs> We back away from the gate, we get on, and everybody's texting their people back in Dallas. We're on our way, we're on our way. We get to the end of the runway, and, and here comes the pilot, and we're going down the runway, and then, <laughs> and we turn off, and the pilot comes on. He says, well, folks, there's just no good way to say this, but they just closed down Love Field. Oh. Right when we're getting ready to take off. I mean, we are on the runway. And it goes, and they close down Love Field, and he says, we don't know exactly, but they told us an hour. So they're going to park us on the far side. We need more fuel. I'm like, what? We need more fuel. 
think you guys get fuel? So they take us to the far side of the runway. Because they're probably going to have to go all the way around. Possibly, yes. And so they take us to the other side of the field, send out the gas truck, open the big door. We're all sitting there. Flight attendants are, like, super cool, too. They're giving everybody water, and we're talking, blah, blah, blah. I got four drink coupons oh in my, my mail, too, with my A-list preferred. Are you serious? Like, a whole bunch of them. Dang. So, like, what am I going to do with these? Yeah. So, Instagram giveaways? Yeah, you could. Well. No. Yeah, I don't think you can because they're only, they have an expiration date, but you could. So, pilot comes back on and he said, um, well, um, Dallas is still closed, but there's bad news. Like, what could be worse than that? There's still bad news. The crew has timed out. Oh, I know. I hate it. that. So, we're going to have to go back to the gate. And get another crew, but we're still going to go to Dallas tonight. <laughs> so I text Natalie. And I said, Natalie, get the car back. We got to the gate. They opened the door, and they weren't going to let anybody off. And I was sitting third row back. I jumped up and I said, I'm out. Yeah. And I said, um, I, I've been on this rodeo before. I'm just going to drive home. And the flight attendant said, Can we come with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I still, they can't, they ended up canceling that flight. Mm-hmm. I went and got a car. I mean, I got a great car. I got a, you know, it had Apple Play in it. So I just plugged in the podcast. I think I'm going to put Apple Play in my Jeep. I think you can. You might be able to. Yeah. It was totally awesome. Drove home, got home at 11 o'clock, missed all the storms mm. coming home. I stopped at a Chick fil A in San Antonio, which was perfect. And then I stopped at Bucky's and Temple, was which was perfect. You had to stop in Bucky's, right? Yeah. I missed all the rain, all the storms that were coming through. Uh, it was it was a perfect drive home, and drove home that night. Got home, and you know the good news of the here's here. It was a low from a travel from a travel day, but the high was I slept in my own bed. Yep, that's it's nice. so big. And the guy I was traveling with, um, in Detroit, he got stuck. He was stuck in Detroit that that day. So but being stuck on a Southwest plane isn't ideal. It's hard. They are small. They are. It's in, if you're in a middle seat and you're stuck. I'm always middle. I know. It, always. It's, well, not anymore. Not as a list preferred now. Nope. Now you can be on the first because mm-hmm. you used to always be C group, which meant center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if I'm if I'm traveling with someone, which is a lot, I always get center anyways because either you like the row, or mom likes the window, so I'm just like I'll center it. Fine. You can set. You have set on the other aisle before. Um. If it's three across and we're traveling, you normally get the center. Yeah. Because you're so tiny, you don't take up much space. Yeah. So I'm just had, used to it. I had a gentleman sitting next to me I next to care. the window. We had an imp- empty seat between us. He was uh, about my age. He had a he had a back brace on, an oh. external back brace that went from his waist up to his neck. Oh gosh. Um, he got on he got on first. I saw him, and when he got on the plane, he was able to take the brace off after we got up in the air. Interesting. And but when we landed, when he walked on the plane, and until we took off, and then before we landed, he had to put it back what on. If he, what if he had like horrible turbulence and like I know, jerking you? He around. was he was kind of he was a little freaked out, but it was a pretty smooth ride. And I had my headphones on. I mm-hmm. was listening to, I was finishing up a book. Really great book, by the way. I was finishing up a book, so I had my headphones on. But we're like 
30 minutes in, I had my headphones on, kind of had my eyes closed and everything. And all of a sudden, he starts tapping me on the shoulder. And I'm like, I, I mean, seriously, <laughs> kind of startled me a little bit. of like, what the heck? And I, I look up, and he's, like, pointing out the window. And, and from an aisle seat, skip a seat, and then his seat, he's pointing out the window. And I take off my headphones, and he says, oh, you got to see this. Uh- and without literally climbing in his lap I couldn't see out the window all I could see was like the horizon yeah and so I leaned over as far as I could and I went wow <laughs> what was it <laughs> I don't see? know I couldn't oh, tell I couldn't tell he's like that is crazy and I went yeah and you know I just uh, and then he just kind of grinned and he's looking out the window so I put my headphones back on that's all it took he tapped me on the shoulder again, and he talked to me. The oh, no. He just wanted to talk, and that's okay. And so I talked to him and everything. Come to find out, he had not been on an airplane in over 20 years. Wow. Yeah. And I'll, he said, man, so much has changed. Apparently, last time he was on the airplane, they he charged him for Cokes. Yeah, you could smoke 20 years ago. Well, when he was on the airplane, yeah. Um, apparently, they charged yeah, you, you get for cookies drinks. in. I know because the, the flight attendant handed him, He, she said, well, would you like to drink? He said a Coke and he handed her money and she's like, no, sweetie. And he's like, wow, that's awesome. And I mean, he was just having a good time. I learned everything about him. That's so great. He was, uh, he was the third grade spelling bee champ in, in his hometown. Wow. He Michigan. really did learn a um, lot about him. In sixth grade, he was number, he was number two. He was number two in sixth grade spelling bee champ. And he would have been number one, but the teacher gave him the wrong definition for the word berry. So I learned all of this oh, on the flight, man. right? And so it was an interesting what's story. The, what's the wrong definition of berry? Well, she gave him a definition apparently of the fruit, and it was something else, um, which he lost me. It's like talking what? to a dyslexic about spelling berry? bees. Yeah. B e a r y. And then there's a name, B a r r y. The name oh, Barry, okay. the person, right? So yeah, Drew Barry Moore. Moore. Yeah. So anyway, okay. he remembered that from sixth grade. Wow. That you know he got cheated out of first place in spelling bee, Dang. and all of that was to say he plays an online game with spelling, and he's like the online reigning champ wow. of this game, which was. So why was he going to Dallas? To see his son and daughter-in-law, who his daughter-in-law works for Nordstroms. Oh. She's like the regional director of, I guess, merchandising for Nordstrom's. You always meet the most particular people on planes. I have not once talked to anyone ever on a plane. It's because you put your headphones on. I don't wear headphones. The only time I've worn headphones is the one is when you gave me these to borrow on like my book tour trip. Right, right. Which is a lot. Normally, you're asleep. By the time it I, takes off, yeah, you've got your eyes closed and your head between your legs, and yep. you look like you're going to throw up. So most people yep. don't want to get close to you. Yeah. It's when you grab the little air sick bag and you hold it, <laughs> people are like going, we're going to leave her alone. Yeah, make sure that I know exactly where that is, and it's in the front seat every time. I uh, know. It's like, don't I haven't talk thrown to up on a plane in a long time. That's awesome. Never, I know what to know. do now. That's right. You just never, You just never know. So. Anyway, it was a, um, it was interesting. I, Don't you know, drink cranberry juice. I got everything but his name. I did not get his name. Oh, interesting. And I, ju- I, now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, dang it, I don't know why I didn't get his name. Super interesting fella. Um, and I mean, he was, um, I learned that he had been in three car wrecks. 
Oh yep. my god. Three gosh. car wrecks and get this. What did y'all not talk about? He'd been in three car wrecks and his dogs uh two of his dogs had been in um all three of those car wrecks. Oh no, that's and sad. he was driving a Corvette no, the last time. No, no, no. The dogs are fine. The dogs are fine. Matter of fact he had a wreck and then the dogs jump out and he said on the last one when I wrecked my Corvette that dog ran in forever, and he said, I had to go get that dog and everything. And he says, you know funny thing about that dog? We'll not get in a black car now because his Corvette was black. Aww. He said, won't get in a black car. My, He said something about his friend or his sister. He said, she drives a blue car. He'll jump right in that blue car, but won't get in a black car. He said, my Jeep's black. He won't get in. Won't get in any other black car. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, those dogs are That's pretty smart. Smart dog. Those dogs are pretty smart. It's like. Um, you throw me around in a wreck two or three times in a black car, and I'm like going, mm, not getting in not, a black car not anymore. Doing it. I know, but I just super fascinating fella. He was coming down to see his son and lives in Plano. And That's the weirdest conversation. It was bizarre. <laughs> it was absolutely bizarre. But I had the best time talking to him. I'm so glad. Just super friendly guy, and um, but he freaked the bejeebers out of me because I had my eyes closed listening to my book and he just starts tapping me on the shoulder I thought my god the plane's on fire because <laughs> so, it's one of those it's like look 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 and I'm like going is it did an engine fall off I mean, what am I looking at here and it was something on the ground I couldn't tell what it was but it must have been pretty fascinating so what yeah. was that you were telling me and Peggy the story about when you sat next to a famous person and the best line oh, to say to them yeah. is hilarious. I almost did it to some guy at the hangout. He was a Instagram. He was a celebrity. He was on um, Hello! Hi! How's it going? Yeah. In Bachelor in Paradise. Um, he was there with his girlfriend who is one of the actors on Modern Family. Do you watch that? Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, what's her character's name? It's one of the daughters or the, the mom? The daughter, daughters? the older daughter. The older daughter, yeah, okay. Yeah. Haley? Yeah, I think that's yes. right. Yeah, so they were there. And it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> you know the younger daughter who plays like a semi-teenager going to college? She's yeah. like in her 30s. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, every time, because we're in VIP section, right. so it's just a bunch of people, a bunch of people. Every single day, this group of people that they were with, Every, me and Lena were already there, and they would just come and just sit by us oh every God. single time. I don't know. I don't. They never said anything to us. And Lena only once tried to take like a like a selfie. Yeah, a sneaky Not selfie. A sneaky one. A yeah. Sneaky selfie. Yeah. But I I wanted to go up to them and be like, man, I'm just. We'll say it. You I say it's so, so good. glad you're here because. Until you got here, everybody was just bugging me. And so I am so thank you for taking the pressure off me. It's so funny. <laughs> That's the best line ever. So I uh, I was so close. Like, very, very, very close to saying it. And I did. It would have been perfect. It would have been so perfect. I know. It would have been perfect. They would have looked at you and went, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, they're, cause I like took, I tried to like follow them on Instagram to see like who they're, cause they're hanging out with a bunch of other people. I'm like, right. these other people aren't just normal people. Like famous normal. people. Famous people are not normal people. Well, famous people will hang out with other famous some people. Some people are, some famous people. Well, one normal. owned a winery. Oh my gosh, yes. One was on I Project own, One Way. I own wine. 
So that's something. Yeah. Project Runway? Uh-huh. I've watched that show. Watched it. She didn't make it very far, which is why I didn't oh. recognize her. Yeah. Um, and then another girl was a dancer, like a professional dancer. I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. I've danced. So. I've danced before. Not good. Yeah. But I've and then the other guy was like older. He's he's probably like a agent or something <coughs> of something. some sort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The old guy is the agent. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Was, he was uh, taking all of like the little photos and all of them. He was he didn't seem like he was a photographer because he was really bad at it. But <laughs> yeah. Probably he was dad. way older. It's probably their dad no. that they're taking around. I mean, it could have been. What's, I don't your, know. what's been your high low this week? Um, I wish I had a cool app so I could remember. We're, we're working having on our that apps or app. Yeah, we're meeting having tomorrow. Meeting tomorrow, app and meeting I tomorrow. am so it's like gonna it's like Christmas. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm already for starting it. to pitch it. I'm already starting to talk to people about it. Oh. Apps coming. Apps coming. I know. Me too. They're like, yeah. what an app? I know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh, an app. And then we can say, well, there's an app for that. <laughs> there is going to be an app for that. Yeah. Um. And we decided that we're going to sell it. Yeah. And we're going to do a dollar ninety nine. Yep. But before you think that that's really steep, yep. every dollar is going to mental awareness. Um, it starts with an N. In something. I know. I know. I'm just gonna pronounce it wrong. Mental health. Yes, mental yeah. health oh, awareness. Right. Yeah. But there's an organization that. Oh, okay. Good. So we are going to sell. Proceeds are going to go to um, yep. mental health. Every dollar. Which high low? We've always thought high low to be one of those emotional well-being mm-hmm. conversations that allows us to just talk about these things. Well, people don't really think about it as well-being. They just it, and it's both. It's like well-being, but it's also like a good conversation yeah. starter. So I had Helps a community. I had a text conversation late yesterday. Um, afternoon with one of the new principals in our office and Mm -hmm. so when you become a new principal you go through my mentoring program so I spend a year with you mentoring you as a new principal and so she's in her second year now so we don't talk every month like we used to but we talk every now and then and so um, I was we've been sending out the books that I signed for everybody she got hers and she sent me a picture on her book she said I got my book and I and I texted her back and I said totally made my day thank you so much and can you pause that and, and so, so I'm having this texting conversation with her, and in the text she said, um, "Hi, Colin," and she starts to tell me about the high part of her week. Oh, and that's then, awesome! And then she hits in, and then she texts me again, "Low, Colin," and she tells me about her low, and I'm responding back, going to her, "Made my totally made my day," and we talked a little bit about her high low, and then she texts me back, and she says, "And Mr. Bridwell, high low," <laughs> and it was so awesome. And it's just made such an impact. It's a little weird doing it in text messaging. I've tried a couple of times, and my friends are like, what? Just uh, for her, it was perfect. She just texted, hi, colon, and then she just tell, she told me your story in like a couple sentences. Yeah. And then I responded back, and then she said, um, low, colon, and then she responded back. But I think we're building into the app that if we wanted the opportunity to share that with someone else, that yeah. we had the opportunity. But yeah. it wasn't. Like a Slack feed. Mm-hmm. Within your board, yeah. If you wanted, if you wanted to share that, so super fun. Let me tell you, um, my mis- my trip to Detroit. I was working with one of our teams, high performing team in Detroit, mm-hmm. 
and the principal that asked me to come up, he's in my program right now. And so we're having lunch with this team. And he says at lunch, he says, one of the things I want Tony to teach you while we're here is high-low. And he said, without any prompting from me, it's been one of the items that has impacted me the most. I, I do it at home. I do it with, I do it with my family. And he said, we're, and so I taught them high-low before I left. And he was in with them yeah. um, by himself going over high-low. That's so fun. Before he left. It was awesome. A lot of people have been like calling it like um, thorns and roses. Somebody, I don't know I where think people got Kardashians. That. Oh, God. Yep, the Kardashians. Um, I have heard oh, that goodness. the Kardashians Never call mind. it thorns and roses. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but you we'll try to get with their agents and in the app so then they can, they can write down their <laughs> thorns and roses. What's been yours? That's been your high. App's um, coming out. Yeah, app's coming out. Really excited about the meeting tomorrow, so my high hasn't technically happened yet. Anticipation of a high. Anticipation. What about so, low? So, great. Uh, I'm still dwelling on some things emotionally that I need to get over, but it's one of those. I read an article about um, depending on your, um, what's it called? I read that to you on Memorial Day. On Memorial Day. Depending on your personality oh, yeah. type. Right. Which test was it? The Enneagram. No, it oh, was Myers Briggs. Yeah, yeah. it's Myers Briggs. Which depending is old technology by the way. So depends and it's like depending on your Myers Briggs, you can tell when you're burnt out and then how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Mine mm-hmm. was like spot on. About how um people can drain you mm-hmm. and that's how you feel burnt out. Yeah, mostly they're takers. Yes. <laughs> we were listening to some really cool TED Talk stuff this morning on givers and takers. Mm-hmm. And, and what's really funny is that when I called Amanda, because um, I typically do when things happen and she does it for me too, She's that's the very first thing she said. She's like, that person's a taker. Oh, wow. Like she called it out, right? But it's Nailed hard. It. Yeah. And that um, TED Talk that we were listening to, it's really hard to see takers right. in the beginning. Because there are sometimes takers that are agreeable. Givers right. Agreeable are takers horrible. are hard to spot, but they're yes. really dangerous. Well, I really liked the... So most people just think about givers and takers. But I feel like this new generation and this new kind of society that we're living in he throws in this new one and I'm much like it's just like so dead on is that there are um givers takers and why can I not talk today <laughs> more sweet tea more sweet tea it starts with be. an M I completely forgot <laughs> <laughs> what is it dad you're gonna have to you're gonna have come on get through it you can do it starts with an M they're in the middle Yes, I know the middle. That's what. That's the only. So what is it? A matcher. That's it. Starts with an M. Matchers. Which is so true. They they want to be like, wait, what can I do for you? And then, what can you do for me? It, and like trade and bargaining. Yeah, it's like quid pro quo. I mean, that's right. just what everyone. It's kind of a maker. Is what is what they're wanting to do. Right. 
It's interesting because the I research. I had middle in my head because they're like me in me in the middle. middle. The research uh, on this topic was the best performers and the worst performers are the givers. Which is so I can totally but, see. But that. it's at the high end and the lowest end. So the highest end and the lowest end is the givers because a giver can over-index and give too much and not get their own stuff done, mm-hmm. right? But also givers that are in the sweet spot um, get are a lot more productive. I thought what was really fascinating, and I don't know if you picked up on this, but I thought what was really, really fascinating is having a taker on the team. Mm-hmm. Is too many takers. Too many takers on the team is um, exponentially more counterproductive mm-hmm. than having givers on the team. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, intuitively, it sounds right. Yeah. But he said that if you have um, matchers and takers, I'm, I'm sorry, matchers and givers on a team, and you put one taker in, it could crush the whole team. Yeah. It could crush the whole team. But if you have a whole team of takers and you put a giver in the middle, it actually brings the team up. Isn't that crazy? It, it actually brings that team up. Now, Hold on, that I thought he was giver, saying that that giver doesn't really want to give because of so many takers. If if it's, if it's it, the balance is the other way, if a giver goes into a team full of takers, the team rises. However, what he did say is, over time, that person will burn out. Yeah. Because there's no... Um, there's nothing else. But if you put a giver in a team of takers short term, the, the whole team comes up. Yeah. But if there's nothing, you know, if there's no other givers on the team, they burn out because they're giving out everything and there's nothing. They're doing all the work. They're doing all the work. I thought it was interesting. He said to build a culture of givers, mm-hmm. you have to protect your high performers mm-hmm. from burnout. Right. You you have to have a. um a help, he called it help seeking. You've got to be willing to ask for help. Yeah. Which, by the way, is kind of the gateway to being a giver. Yeah. Right? Because all the givers are sitting around going, I got something to give, but nobody's asking. Yeah. <laughs> right? Givers love it when people, yeah. like, I hate it when people don't ask. Yeah. And and I thought that but was. And then there's multiple, when they're a taker, they, well, sometimes if they're a taker, they do like to ask, but sometimes people yeah. just don't like to ask. Well, and then he said at the, uh, the third thing, this is Adam Grant, who's a stud, but then he said the third thing is you, you have to get the bad takers off the team mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, this was what was really fascinating because he said, I-, I wished it was super easy just to say givers and takers, but you have to throw another dimension in there, yeah. and that is agreeable and disagreeable. Yep. Which is the primary personality trait shows up on all personality profiles. I'm an agreeable giver. Yeah, so the agreeable. The worst of the worst. Agreeable givers are at the at the high end of the spectrum, right? But the, at the lowest of the spectrum. Yeah. But think about it. A disagreeable giver is actually very useful. Yes. But often get mislabeled. Yes. Because they're disagreeable. People are going, Pfft. They're just disagreeable. They're a taker, but they're, they're but they're mislabeled. This is the person who is disagreeable. They're going to give you good feedback, but they'll also give you That's the shirt off their back. That's feedback. right. That's right. I know some. I have a good friend. Conrad is a disagreeable uh, giver. He will tell you like he'll it is. tell you exactly like it is, and he'll give you the shirt off his back. Mm-hmm. But he gets mis- He is misunderstood frequently because he can be disagreeable. Yeah. And people go, oh. but he's telling you the truth. He's mm-hmm. telling, and a lot of people are just going, oh, 
but he will absolutely give you the shirt off the back. So uh, those people get mislabeled. On the other end, the agreeable taker is the dangerous one. Yep. Because they hide. And he actually called them fakers. Oh, I thought that was so powerful. The the agreeable taker is a faker. They're the weeds. Right. That's right. They're the weeds. The, uh, because at least leave the people in they're my hard life, to spot. They're, they're, the they're hard to spot. The disagreeable taker is the easy one to spot because they're in it for themselves mm-hmm. and they're they disagree they're and they're disagreeable. I thought it was fascinating. But the, yeah, those agreeable takers, they're gonna they might seem like a giver. That's right. Because they're agreeable. That's right. But they will take and take and, and take, take and take. And weeds. those givers are going to just feed and feed and feed until they burn out. They burn out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. until they're like, oh nope, this is not, this is not right. Yeah. I, for some reason, I don't know if, if agreeable takers are attracted to agreeable givers, hmm. but. I can the pinpoint agreeableness. I think is what's attracting. I can pinpoint a friend in every cycle of life that I have befriended, mm-hmm. and then have been like, I cannot be your friend anymore. And then I've taken out, and then have a new life stage. And you think that I would would learn from the first one, but then it's like, oh yes, this is great. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, crap, you're weed, mm-hmm. and I have to like just distance myself yeah the takeaway for me and i think for those listening if you are a giver i think the big takeaway for me is Mm -hmm. you have to get into a mindset that you're willing to ask for help because givers tend to only give and they don't always ask for help and there's other givers out there that want to help but if you're a full-blown-on giver Mm -hmm. i think it's harder to ask for help, but we need to be asking for help because there's other givers out there that are wanting to re- reach in and help. And that helps I prevent had, burnout. Yeah, I had the that issue, and it was 100% pride. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like We've it had was that conversation. Very, I remember having that conversation. And yeah. I have this conversation a lot with, especially other um, makers and creatives, that they, they want to say, like, yes, I did all of this yeah myself. that's right that's and it's right. just i what broke me is last summer mural job mm-hmm. and i wanted to be able to say i did this mural by myself and then i just i physically couldn't, couldn't do, do it. it and so i'm like okay y'all, i have to right i need help that's hard isn't and so it? now i don't paint there's only very very certain murals that i'll paint by myself because i know i can get it done in a really short amount of time but every single mural i'm not gonna paint by myself anymore and it's not, and just it's that willingness to collab. You know, yeah. um, there's actually a show on TV right now. It has or catapulted to my top show. And I think it's another reason why people don't truly have assistance when they're so burnt out on all this work. I because think they that want they all of it themselves. So prideful right. yeah. of the fact that they can say that they do it all themselves, right. and that's not that shouldn't be the case. Best show on TV right now that deals with that mm-hmm. just started premiered last week number one show for me i'm gonna watch it every week i told mom to record it it's called song land i want to see it so bad sis greatest song ever and they're literally greatest show ever they're literally uh writing songs or so somebody comes in who has written a song Mm -hmm. and it shows you the collaboration process i love it 
and we're talking some of the biggest big time people. Yeah, like Adam Levine. Well, I haven't seen him on, but John Legend was on, and then the guy from New Republic, and some of the Jonas bis- Brothers. Yeah, the Jonas Brothers are going to be on. I think they do multiple different they do. artists. They do. And so there's one artist and three producers. And so the songwriters come in, they pitch their song to the artist, mm-hmm. and then the artist picks the top three pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, they link them up with a producer, and then the producer goes off with that songwriter, and they take that song and craft it. I love it. On the first one, sis, I kid you not, the song that won. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't spoil it. I'm no, watch I'm just it. I'm just saying the song that won. When we listened to it, I had goosebumps. Really? The final song. We went back and listened to it, the first one, and we went, "Oh my gosh!" And the producer that did it, I'm telling you, he is a wicked wizard stud. I mean, sis. But it, and he said, "Look, when we write something, it's our baby." Yeah. And he told her, he said, look, I'm just going to tell you right now, I could not be more proud of your willingness to collaborate. Because all these brilliant people are sitting there adding their thoughts into this person's mm-hmm. work. That is so hard. It because is. as a creative, you sit there and go, wait a minute, you're talking about my baby. This thing was perfect before. Yeah. But this shows how that collaboration mm-hmm. works. And when you allow people to collaborate, what the winner started with, they thought was really good and it was okay yeah and i say it's okay now because now i've heard the end yeah and i'm like i get goosebumps just thinking about it i had that freaking song stuck in my head oh i can't wait to watch for 24 hours no so to your point if we're if we're willing to collaborate Mm -hmm. then we get um we expand our ability to be better givers i and that's my that's my theory and i'm sticking to it so anyway it's a great morning. We're going to do a short show today, which yep. is not super short. I'll do a short show next week. And then we'll do a short show next week. And then two guests back to back. And then we have some guests coming up, which we're super excited about. So this has been a good morning. We never mention who our guests are because. You never know. You Life never happens. Know. Never know. Life happens. Life happens. But they're big time awesome. I just want to say that. I'm oh, realizing be- that my purpose, I know my purpose is like inspiring others, but I think it's more of helping others grow. I don't disagree. I think it's like the same thing, but I think I'm going to switch it a little bit. Well, it's ins- inspiring others to watch them grow or to see them grow. To help them grow. Cause yeah, to help them grow. I get I so great. much joy out of, like, I had a girl drop off a piece of art I bought from her. Mm-hmm. Um, she dropped it off at my house when I asked her, I was like, I will pick it up, please, please, please. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Come to my house. She comes to my house and she's just like, she recently, again, just is quit her full-time job to start her other job. And I just love these people that are doing that. Like yeah. I have them constantly, I want them constantly around me because yeah. I, I know I can help them and I have seen the, it work before when yeah. that happens. So I'm like, I'm going to take you <laughs> and I'm going to grow you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Courtney, we're going to do this, and you're going to be part of this, and I we're going to share this, and we're going to collab this, and I we, I just Isn't made this awesome? whole like little pitch, like okay, all right, all right, That's okay. Awesome. And so, so she's you know like, gets people excited. find their full potential. Yeah, because she's like, well, I don't really know what I'm going to do, or really going to make. Like, I know I don't want to go back, but I just like they just are just not confident. So, I just building confidence to help others grow. I think that's awesome. 
Hey, before we go, one quick tip that we heard on this TED Talk this morning that I thought was great. For givers, sometimes givers can get wrapped up in, oh my gosh, I don't have... I don't have time to do everything. And, mm-hmm. and Adam talked about um, an entrepreneur who's also named Adam who has the five-minute favor. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, the five-minute favor. It doesn't have to – you don't have to be huge, but sometimes sometimes giving can be just be about connecting two people together and boom. Yeah. Right? So I th- it's I th- so great. Yeah. And so – Or like if you have a resource and they – yeah. Yeah. So I talk about generosity a lot in in my new book as as being part of compassion, and I really do believe that when we're generous, um, that we show compassion to other people. So mm-hmm. it's part of being a giver. All right. When um, you're grateful. And grateful, right? So if I thought that's what you've said. When you're grateful, you show more generosity. Yes, because when you're grateful, not gen- yeah. No, no, no. When you're grateful, when when there's no gratefulness. That space is filled with entitlement, and when it's in, mm-hmm. when you're entitled, you can't be generous. Yeah. It's hard to be a giver when you're entitled. Yeah. Because you want to be a taker. Yeah. Right. So I thought this was very interesting. So um, last thing, uh, super excited. The audible for my new book comes out this month, so we'll we'll announce that when it comes out. Really super excited about that. And I started passing out. 2,600 signed copies at the office awesome. and seeing people get it. And and I drop them off. Uh, Natalie and I did three floors in our tower, drop them off, and people, their eyes would light up, and it was so cool. I set one on one girl's desk, and she kind of looked up, and, I, and, and you could tell by her look, she thought, is this homework? Immediately, <laughs> <laughs> mean, I said, you don't have to read it. It's a gift from, from Jenny and from me. And she's like, Oh, okay, but I think she seriously thought it was homework. And I was just like horrible. didn't want to freak her out. I it know would have it. freaked me out too. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to read this book. <laughs> and then someone else, someone else was super quick, and I dropped it off. And then I went to another desk to drop it off, and he's looking at it, and he went, "Oh, this is cool. Hey, do you know the author?" And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, it's like super quick. It was it was so fun. But I have a huge request because I don't think, and this happened because my good friend Dr. Brent Taylor's. Um, book comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, that's awesome. It is. And it's called Founding Leadership, um, an amazing book. And I downloaded the Kindle today, pre-ordered a couple of copies today. Everybody needs to get that. But he reminded me of something that's very, very important that some of the authors take for granted. It happens naturally for you, but sometimes people forget. Reviews are important for authors. And I I, I don't, I don't know why I think Amazon's built in some kind of algorithm, but if somebody's read one of my books, it would be awesome if they left a review. Um, same thing for the podcast, even if they, even if somebody goes on and, yeah, and gives, gives it, because it, from the algorithm, it kind of sets it up and more people finds it. So that would be a huge, that would be a huge blessing. And again, here me giver asking for help <laughs> from other people, that would be totally awesome. And you know how hard that was to ask for that too. So, but anyway. I got good news. What? Um, my florals by handbook. This is super secret. Oh, you're going to announce it on, on to the world? Yeah, well, to our few podcast listeners because they get all of the nice. That's right, inside scoop. Inside scoop, way, way, way before the world. anyone else yeah. knows. But it's coming in spiral version <gasps> really soon. Oh, dang. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That's super awesome. All right. We are going to wrap for the day. It's been a great morning. I got to go get me some more tea. And then we're going to go see an amazing movie this afternoon. It's going to be good. 
No, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And I we're cried go- during. We're going to have songs stuck in our head all day. So I know, but I cried during Bohemian, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody just yeah. to see like how much he wanted it, and then it happened for him. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. I know. All right, gotta go. Love you, sis. Love you too, Papa Sam. See you, bye. Bye.